0: Because it's Tikkun Olam Shabbat and it's Passover, here's a short little story. All that Kayla wanted was the security she'd never had. When I was 12 and living at home, my father was an alcoholic who verbally and physically abused me, says Kayla, a 16-year-old from Toledo, Ohio. One day I was out avoiding the house when an older man approached me on the street. He drove a beautiful car, had business cards, and said he had so much money he could give me anything I wanted. I'd never had nice things or had an adult treat me that well, so after we talked for a while, I got in his car and drove off with him. Thus began Kayla's four years as a child prostitute. The man, a pimp, took her to a truck stop in Harrisburg, Virginia, where she met his stable of six underage sex workers. Together they shared a motel room and all the marijuana and crack cocaine they could smoke. Turning eight to 15 tricks per night, she gave her $500 to $1,000 nightly wages to her pimp, who in exchange paid for her food and lodging and clothes and drugs. She was robbed and raped and nearly lost to the streets until she entered drug rehab in May of 2007 and joined a program to help the victims of child trafficking Kayla's case is not, unfortunately, unique, <clears throat> according to child advocates and those who are fighting against human trafficking in the United States and throughout the world. We think it happens elsewhere, but in fact, it happens here. Ernie Allen, president of the International Center for Missing and Exploited Children <clears throat> in Alexandria, Virginia, says... That there are up to 300,000 Americans under age 18 lured into the commercial sex trade each year. I don't know where the numbers come from, but everybody's numbers are huge, whatever they happen to be. <clears throat> According to the CIA, more than 10,000 foreign children are brought here annually as sex slaves or indentured laborers. Whether they work in strip clubs or sweatshops, these boys and girls and their boys and girls are victims of human trafficking. It's a $9.5 billion a year industry. Human trafficking is literally on the rise and is reported in every state in the union, all 50 states. Children are targeted by traffickers because they often come from emotionally unstable or economically disadvantaged backgrounds and they are easy targets. When I was 10 years old and living in my native Cameroon, said one person, my uncle told me I could get a better education if I moved to Maryland and was adopted by a lady he knew, says Evelyn Chumbo, who's now 22. But the lady kept me locked in the house, forced me to cook and clean for her family. She never sent me to school. She beat me nearly every day. And since my family never had a phone in Africa, I didn't know how to use one to call for help. I only escaped after two years, because my cousin came to work for the lady, saw how skinny I'd become and helped me run away. I share this with you because it's so easy for us to not see this invisible problem in our country and throughout the world, frankly. Um, When you read about what goes on in other countries, It's just as bad, and if not worse, everywhere. There are, according to some if you who are working in issues of slavery today, more people enslaved today than at any time in human history. Of course, there's more people today than at any time in human history, so that may have something to do with it. But much of the slavery is what we call indentured servitude. People are brought over from other countries and then told that they owe this huge amount of money to the people who brought them over. They are literally held captive and told they have to work until they work it off, which they never do. So unless they escape themselves, they are locked up, shackled, uh, and all kinds of um, abuses that most of us either don't know about or don't see. And with these child sex workers, the statistics show that if you don't catch and help them to escape early, that the vast majority, 77%, according to those who study this, go on to just continue to adult prostitution. It is kind of a hidden trauma and tragedy in our country. We, Congress has passed Trafficking Victims Protection Act as far away as long ago as 2000, recognizing that uh, there's psychological as well as physical abuse going on. Um, in 2006, the U.S. government spent $28.5 million to fight trafficking, and the Department of Health and Human Services funded, with several more million dollars, uh, different advocacy groups. States, half of all states, have their own anti-trafficking laws. And there are Jewish groups, Jewish National Council of Jewish Women has uh, human trafficking as one of its, for example, uh, its advocacy challenges and other tikkun olam-oriented Jewish groups throughout the United States that have human trafficking on their radar and are encouraging all of us in synagogues and throughout the Jewish world to... uh, to do what we can to advocate for fighting against human trafficking. Um, UNICEF estimates that there are more than 200,000 children from West and Central Africa sold into slavery every year. It's just rampant worldwide. Um, Modern-day slaves can be found laboring as servants or concubines in Sudan or as child carpet slaves in India or as cane cutters in Haiti and southern Pakistan and on and on and on. And every time one of these uh, is, areas is discovered, it moves somewhere else. And as I said, it's this multi-billion dollar annual business. Now, the, the primary mitzvah, one of the great commandments of the Haggadah that we read every year is, the whole door of Ador, Chayav Adam, wrote at hu Elihu Mitzrayim. And every generation, every year, every Seder, each of us is to see ourselves as if we personally were liberated from the enslavement of our past, redeemed from the slavery of Egypt. And so here it is, Passover time. We celebrate not just the liberation of our ancestors thousands of years ago, but as I began the service earlier, we raise this festival up as a model, an example, that in Jewish tradition, freedom is the natural right of all human beings. That that's what that Micha mocha we sang a few minutes ago really means. We put those words in the mouth of our ancestors, whoever wrote the Torah, and put the act of freeing our ancestors in the mouth of God specifically to teach that lesson that this is a universal and that every human being has the right to their own freedom and their own liberation. So I invoke on this Passover Shabbat that our challenge is to protect those who are bless you, who are most vulnerable in our society that the one phrase Mentioned more often than any other in the entire Torah is the reminder that we know the heart of the stranger because we were strangers in the land of Egypt and those who are caught up in human trafficking are the ultimate stranger, ultimate set aside from the rest of society, kept apart, enslaved and oppressed and even here in 2013 to think that we have millions of people enslaved still in this world is so horrific that I don't even have the words, frankly, to express how outrageous it is with all of the modernity that we celebrate that we still are trapped in the same enslavements that have existed for thousands of years. So uh, it's one of the issues that I'm personally going to get involved in in the next year and thought Passover was a perfect time to raise that on this Tikkun Olam Shabbat. May our freedom that we take so often for granted and that we celebrate year after year help inspire us to help other people to go free as well.